Welcome back, everyone, to She Works. Thank you for joining us again on our wonderful podcast. We definitely love to see you all rocking with us. Um, If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, please do us the favors and give us those five stars. Uh, We appreciate your listenership, and please share the podcast, tag a friend, let them know that we are here. I am your wonderful host, Shanita, and you can find me at NitaWorks on Twitter. Hey everyone, I'm Meg and you can find me at Meg Cohen on Facebook. Hi guys, it's Danita and you can find me on Twitter at Danita Platt. Awesome. This is Akima. You can follow me at Princess Akima on all social media platforms. All right. So we hope you got all our handles. Go ahead and follow us. Give us some comments. You can also follow our Facebook page at Dive Media. Um, if you want to listen to more web, more podcast episodes, you can go to DiveMedia.co. Um, dot co not dot com guys make sure it's dot co mm-hmm. i don't know what you'll get if you put it in dot com <laughs> um all right so guys as we are coming through quite a bit of this you know holiday season right mm-hmm. thanksgiving mm-hmm. we had a few weeks back you know christmas and now with upcoming new years i wanted to definitely just kind of talk a little bit about you know when when holidays occur Families get together. Sometimes, you know, you see your family members more frequently. And then in some families, you only see them like really during holiday Mm -hmm. times. And sometimes that can cause a lot of conflict. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today um, and give our listeners some definitely some definite tips and tricks. Um, and just some things that we've done to just don't go around your family, just don't go around your family, <laughs> just stay home, right? right. <laughs> um, you know, the ways that we address um, conflict management. I know for me personally, I am someone that really welcomes conflict. I'm not afraid of conflict. I don't mm-hmm. care who you are, little old, it doesn't matter. Um, and it's not a boastful, you know, I'm saying that jokingly, but not really to be boastful, but just to let people know when you are not afraid to deal with conflict that, you know, your end goal is always to try to find some resolution Mm -hmm. and how, how much growth can actually occur in conflict. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we live in a world where we're going to constantly have stresses, you know, as we discussed in our last week's episode, Mm -hmm. that stresses sometimes it it leads to conflict. And so how, how are we dealing with conflict and where does the conflict come from? And so, you know, as I sat and thought about it, I was like, you know, I think they really just all stem from disagreements, Mm -hmm. you know, and disagreements about perspective Mm -hmm. or values or, you know, just, just how you may honor something and someone doesn't Mm -hmm. value traditions. And so, you know, one of the things that I, you know, wanted to just throw out to, to you guys is, you know, what are some ways that, you maybe you saw conflict growing up, how, how conflict was resolved, if mm. it was resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what are some ways that, you know, you're managing conflicts that come your way? Mm. Uh, I'll jump in on this one. So I've seen, I think, a full gamut in my almost four decades here on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen people fuss it out, cuss it out, argue it <laughs> out. Um, I haven't seen people go to blows um, over conflict, at least not in my immediate family anyway. Um, probably some videos on the internet. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I've or seen, some other family members. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen people ignore conflict, like ignore the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. you know? Because people will treat conflict like as a new norm. And so they'll just yeah. be like, oh, conflict is just the tension and all those things are just going to be a part of how we live. And so you watch people um, adjusting to it, you know, like a growth, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's just like, Oh, this is here. So now I have to learn to just kind of deal with it rather than like, as you mentioned, you want to deal with it head on. Now, as far as me with conflict, I'm very similar. I'm very assertive. I'm very direct. I don't really bounce around. 
Um, and that's just because I, I don't know if everyone, like when you're feeling some kind of way, like whatever feeling some kind of way means to you. <laughs> but when you're, when I'm feeling some kind of way, I can physically feel that in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband knows I'm like, oh, my chest feels tight. Mm-hmm. What is unresolved? And we will literally, I'm one again, if you've heard other podcasts, you know, I'm like, let me stop and check in. I'm a big stop and check in. So I will feel tension. Like if me and a person are kind of falling out. So I'm a big, let me go talk with so-and-so. Cause I feel like there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Even if they probably need to be the one to come and talk to me. I'm like, Nope, let me just go ahead and go because I know for my own sanity, peace of mind, and physical health, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to go ahead and just have this conversation. So, um, yeah, but I've seen different, it handled different ways. Mm-hmm. For me, I would say um, that I watched conflict handled in lots of different ways growing up, but what stands out the most was arguing and bickering, um, even even physical violence, honestly, and so that I didn't realize that that had such an impact on me until I became an adult. Um, and I'm, I used to be either or. I was either very forthright in what I had to say, but it was typically to defend other people. But when it came to myself in dealing with conflict, I found that either shrinking back or being nice and like kind of flying under the radar with it all, like the kind answer turned away wrath, I kind of learned how to survive that way. But if it was Shanita's conflict, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with whoever your enemy is. But when it came to my own enemy, I would play dead and I would hide because maybe you'd either leave me alone or, for me, peace was the ultimate goal because conflict caused everything to become unglued within me. I just want things to be glued. And so if being quiet or changing the subject or being nice or even giving to you to make you feel better brought peace, then that's what I would do. Like, and I didn't really realize that I was doing that probably until I was an adult. Um, now I think that because I have a better understanding of what conflict is and how important it is, blah, 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 blah. And understanding the, understanding what's behind some conflict, some conflict is healthy. Some conflict is good. Mm -hmm. Some conflict is not. I think that, um, you know, we just have a lot of things that oppose us because we're believers and I'm not going to engage in certain things with you, right. you or you, because I definitely understand where this is coming from. So I believe that, you know, the Lord has used all of those different ways that I've handled it to show me, to show me a better balance with all of that. Cause sometimes I do believe that a quiet, calm answer is just the best way to handle this conflict. Not because I'm afraid of you. Cause I'm not afraid of, I'm not, I just want to say that. <laughs> I'm in the mic. I'm in the mic right now. I am not afraid of y'all. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid. That is not the issue. But what I'm learning is, is that peace overall is what's most important. And so if being like, okay, boo-boo, it's all right then. Don't even worry about it. Like if that's what's going to resolve this, because we can't fix this right now because there's too much going on, then cool. I'm cool with that Um, because this is a little deep because I know who I am now and I don't need to engage in that warfare anymore to prove to myself that you're not going to get me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like all, like it's all, it's all good. So it's really for me learning the art of war, if you will, if you will, learning when to use certain tools with certain conflicts. That was good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, So uh, for me, it is about energy. 
Mm. And I don't mean that in a new age kind of like, you know, you can just keep that same energy. Yes, your synergy. Don't bring that energy, energy yes, here. That I'm energy. Not about that. energy. <laughs> Do I have the energy to fight with you? Right. right. That's the energy I mean. Exactly. It is about conserving energy. I am always assessing and reassessing where my energy levels are and what I need energy for going forward. Which is why I have a hard time when, when I want it, when I think the day's gonna end at nine and then someone wants to push it to 11 30 because mm. I have conserved enough energy to get to nine, mm-hmm. not to 11 right. <laughs> So right. that can cause a conflict now. <laughs> oh. So if you got a meeting on the books with Danita, right. <laughs> do it before 9 p.m. Exactly, because she ain't gonna have no energy. I ain't gonna have no energy for it. It really is about conserving energy. So for me, ultimately, I am not a big conflict person. Because I'm not going to go back and forth with people. Mm -hmm. I'm not a go back and forth. If you say green, you say the sky's up. Well, no, I say the sky's up. Mm -hmm. And you say the sky's down. I'm probably not going to say anything after that. (laughs) For lots of reasons. Right. For lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. Okay. I need to learn that skill. Mm -hmm. Because I think in my previous life of before school, what I really wanted to be was an attorney. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But as a new baby Christian at that mm-hmm. time, I didn't realize you, there was other types of law and I just didn't want to get into criminal law. And right. It was, it was, it was a lot. But mm-hmm. anyway, so there is, there is a part of argumentativeness that is just in me. Mm-hmm. And I, I would concur. You would concur. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's good. It's all good. I love I it. I did not recognize it until I had a teenager. Mm. You ever try to parent the you out of your child? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's a whole nother Podcast. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> right. And I see it in her and it drives me bananas. And it's Aww. funny because my husband will say, that's a little neater right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's pre-1998. <laughs> but for me, I don't know how to not respond. Mm. When if I say the sky <laughs> is blue and you say this, what sky? Oh, I need yeah. to now give you a full dissertation mm-hmm. because in my mind, I really do believe, let me just explain this a little further. Maybe mm-hmm. they, if I explain this, maybe they've never heard this perspective. And if I explain this perspective, maybe mm-hmm. they will see that the sky is blue. So that's my first, you know, like the first mode of attack. Mm-hmm. Now, if they become hostile or very defensive, I have then learned you are not mature enough to have this conversation with me. Mm-hmm. So for me in dealing with conflict, I will initially give everybody a pass for one back and forth. Mm-hmm. You get one pass to, to, you know, rebuttal mm-hmm. and to volley redirect, this. right. Mm-hmm. And to, to volley it back to <laughs> mm-hmm. me. But once I deem you don't have the maturity to really have a conversation without all of that extra emotionalism, mm-hmm. then I will be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess, you know, that's your perspective. You know, we all mm-hmm. have different views. You right. know, I'll just bow out, you know, right. that way. But initially, you know, I want to, I, you know, we all want people to see things from mm-hmm. our perspective. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we'd be fooling ourselves that we think, you know, but what I didn't realize is, you know, in a marriage though, mm-hmm. that conflict is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. I've heard. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, let's talk about it. Cause so y'all can prepare me. It's a little bit different. Yes. And so, um, what I realized is that, again, conflict is occurring because of a disagreement. Mm-hmm. There is some kind of fundal disconnect of you believe this, I believe this. You value this, I value this. Or, or your definition is different than mine. Or, mm-hmm. or we're not on the same you know, playing field, mm-hmm. right, the, the definition. And so I remember you all who know me know I'm a very time-conscious person. This right? is correct. 
Most people who know that, and it's not because I get it because that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. I had a mother and a father that was just as time anal as all get out. You mm-hmm. say something starts at seven, they gonna show up at six thirty and be mm-hmm. like, "Why this is not together?" Right? I'm like, well, it said seven. Right. <laughs> I remember leaving for college. Um, my father had come to the house maybe the weekend before, picked up a lot of the heavy stuff because he had a pickup truck. And I, my, the plan was to meet him at his house at like 530 in the morning. Mm. And we would follow each other, you know, down to the Eastern Shore. Mm-hmm. And I uh, think... Shout out to the... Shout, <laughs> shout out, out where it all began. Hawk Pride. Backbone Road. That's you right. Know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember pulling into his cul-de-sac at like 524. Mm. And he was pulling out of the driveway. Wait. Yeah, he was getting ready to leave. Can I just real quick, and please remember your point, at your your wedding day, and I was the wedding day coordinator, and the wedding was supposed to start at 5.30. It was 5.31.2, and here comes the bride walking out the back. I said, hold it, hold it, hold it. Now, wait a minute. She was like, it's 5.30. I'm ready to start my wedding. Yes, that's very, very much. And you don't realize how much of how you learn to deal with things or anything like Mm -hmm. that. You don't realize how much comes from what you was exposed to. Mm -hmm. And so, but I just remember that. So, and my husband, who is wonderful man from the caribbean mm-hmm. right i know shout out right yeah now. shout right? out to the caribbean you know every everything's airy all right, right. everything's airy i love it there's no pressure no, no problem everything is no problem right. right and so when we first started dating <laughs> it i have would, a story about your husband about this but go ahead it would baffle me <laughs> and i'm gonna tell it right <laughs> It would just baffle me. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, you want to get together? Oh, yeah, let's let's maybe do 7.30. Okay, 7.15. I'm like, okay, he's not here. Because I'm conditioned in my mind mm-hmm. how my family has done things. If mm-hmm. you say 7.30, they always are going to show up 15 to 30 minutes before mm-hmm. that time. And so it just was a real struggle. And then one of the things I had an epiphany that realized I don't really want him to be like me. I really don't want him. You know, we really think sometimes early and naive in your marriage, Mm -hmm, you think you want to mold them into how you think, believe, act, and everything. And Mm. and it's it's the furthest thing from the truth. You really don't. I would kill me. (laughs) I would kill me. Right? Because I know how I get on my own nerves with the time. Wow. And if he was like me. Oh my, we'd be places two hours early just to prove a point. Right. <laughs> just to prove a point. Just to prove a right. point. And so I realized, no, you don't, you're, it's not about changing them. You know, you learn how to deal with that conflict. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let Miss Danita go ahead with her story because I want to <laughs> hear this one. I don't, even, I don't even know where she's going because this ain't scripted, y'all. Right. So Amadi <laughs> was like, Danita, can I get a ride to school? I remember <laughs> this. Go ahead, talk about it. I remember right. this. And I was like, sure. We show up. I show up at Amali's house. Were you driving Bailey at this Bad, point? Driving Bailey. Mm-hmm. The, this old, old Camry. Yeah, mm-hmm. The, rest of the first Bailey. Camry. I would say the first, it was the first Camry. The first Camry. Yep. And AJ was like, okay. Uh, one pack, one ready. <laughs> no, I, I knew it. Nothing, Nothing together. I said, oh, it's, it's going to be fine. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna so be, humble. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna be just fine. We're gonna get uh, this car packed. We can get where we're going. I had packed my stuff so his stuff could fit. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> we finally get in the car. And what I remember distinctly was him saying, Can we go 
by the bank or something like that. Can we, I need to drop something off. It was another stop. Mm -hmm. That's the point. If it was Meg, she would remember every detail, but I don't. (laughs) I remember how I felt. Right. (laughs) And I was like, sure, yeah, we can make a stop. No worries. No problem. It was like in Hagerstown. (laughs) It was a smooth 45 minutes away from any road that led to our college. (laughs) Just to get there 45 minutes out of the way. And then 45 minutes back. Because, you know, it's one road that goes to the Eastern Shore of Maryland. That's it. Just one. He was like, yeah, I just need to drop off this piece of paper in my hand to, you know, <laughs> such and such a someplace somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, where you trying to go? Oh, just make this left. Okay. Make this right. Get B- on the belt. Bust way. this left. Bust right. this right. Yes. Right. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, we are an hour. Now, we're like two hours beyond the time we were supposed to be arriving. Right. To get our room keys. To get our room keys. college. Because we need to get there. Get there. It's going to be closed. We need to arrive. We're going to be bunking up in somebody's cluster tonight. I want you to know. And then he was like, yeah, now I'm hungry. Oh, no. Sir. Oh, no, not a, no, not a second stop. No, sir. No, sir. We're leaving. And he was totally unfazed. And I was like, I was unfazed. Right. I'm now faced. Right. I don't know if I could have handled that kind of conflict. No, no. Mm, no. Especially not back in them Hawk days. She needed not, ba- not, ba- not back in those days. But I mean, but that's a good example of like internal conflict. So maybe you didn't really, you know, portray all of how you were feeling. You were just yes. very gracious. It mm-hmm. was. Yeah. At mm-hmm. that time. I probably wouldn't have been that gracious. Um, <laughs> that just wasn't that wasn't my strong suit back then. However, I'm a new woman. You in are. Place, right? You are a new woman. But dealing with conflict with people sometimes it does come out. Akima, you used the word assertive, mm-hmm. and I think I was taking one of these personality tests one time before, and people used to always call me aggressive, like I'm a very aggressive person. And so, but when I really understood the definition between aggressive and assertive, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm not aggressive. Okay. You yeah. know, aggressive is you're going to do everything you need to do to mm-hmm. prove your point with stepping on the necks of people to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not me. That's right. not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so assertive is, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to get my point across and I'm going to let you know how I'm feeling and mm-hmm. I'm not backing down. Right. As long as I know, you've always been kind. Yes. So that's why I would never call you aggressive. You kind. I am kind. I Smart important. and important. Yes. <laughs> right. And important. Right. And I think for me, um, because I have always been kind of just as even kill cool person, when I do assert myself, it is always taken, not always. Oh, calm but, down, man. Yes, right. Calm down. Because if I actually say, mm-mm, ah, ah, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I, like, ah, ah. <laughs> When I actually do that, it is taken as, uh oh, Meg got Meg, Meg got an attitude. Oh, Lord. You know, and then, oh, well, she got smart and she actually, no, I'm not getting smart. I just asked a question or I'm responding to what you had to say and I'm telling you, yes, I like this. No, I don't like this. And back in the day, I wasn't comfortable with the responses of other people, you know, and how I dealt with conflict with being assertive and so that's how I dealt with it to not deal with the conflict of dealing with the conflict <laughs> I just didn't say anything and went went on with the flow right yeah, yeah. and so that's way and that's not always you know we know the best way because then what happens is then someone comes and drops this little light feather on you and, and I blow up and then you blow up that's it. and then this is it's Armageddon all over again and yeah. so and I'm here for Armageddon <laughs> right. I, got, I got time for Armageddon right right <laughs> 
So it's important, I think, you know, recognizing it and then learning, you know, better ways to to handle the conflict, to process the conflict. Mm -hmm. And there may be times where being silent to conserve that energy is necessary. I just need you to help me learn that skill. I just need justice. Right. This is one-on-one class I'm I'm going to need to learn. Or I think, too, understand, like, being able to define what conflict is and what conflict is for us. Because I may say, oh, my gosh, I need to get my oil changed and I don't have time to do it and that's a conflict for me. But for Shanita, that is not a conflict. I'm just going to get my oil changed when I can get it changed. Ain't no big deal. So I Because I'm currently at 5,000 miles and my oil needs to be <laughs> right, changed. Right. <laughs> so I think it's defining what conflict is, period, and then defining what conflict is to us. And then when people present something to us, they may or may not be trying to start a conflict. I really just wanted to know, can you turn the heat down? Yeah. Can you adjust my thermostat <laughs> and turn the heat down? Turn, that thermostat there you go. Again. I know. I was that leave that must be I'm in a conflict. Leave. Some stuff must be conflicting. <laughs> Different temperatures. Anyway. Um, so yeah, but the person may or may not be trying to start a conflict, but I need to recognize that this is a trigger for me mm-hmm. and not necessarily explode on you because I'm like, oh, now you're trying to start a conflict. No, 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 no. I just want to know if you can turn heat down, but like recognizing what that is, what the triggers are for ourselves that may cause inner conflict. I was going to say, I think it's funny because I actually think people do try to start conflict. Yes, they do. I think some people like conflict mm-hmm. and one of the thoughts that i was having about in what ways, in what ways? <laughs> talk about it in what ways do people like conflict mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what's wrong i'm not one of those people okay because <laughs> i talk about how my chest get tight and i need to be able to breathe but i think people get used to living and we were talking about this um you know before we got on air um about fight or flight and so for those who don't know fight or flight it's like conflict rises and then there's this idea of one is right and one is wrong so yeah. if i stay and fight then great. My personality, yeah, I'm going to stay and fight. And I remember I used to always think that that was the better choice. So I'm going to fight through yes. this versus people who would flight mm-hmm. and I still run. think that's the better choice, but that's another <laughs> but episode. Here, but here's the funny part, though. Whether you stay and fight or whether you run, your body is still having the same experience. Mm. So if you were, like, tied up to a bunch of machines and you were testing out, because you're trying to figure out, am I safe? Yeah. So am I safe if I save? Am I safe if I run? What's going to happen? What's going to end up with this relationship? Are we going to come to blows? I mean, depending upon how severe a conflict can get um, it eh, either way. Anyhow. Yeah, I like that. Neither one is going to be better. There has to be what is the end goal. So if we're stopping to seek peace or to, you know, simmer our own soul down for a moment or whether we have to say, hey, this is a challenging conversation and we and I got time today. So we just going to have this conversation either way. I think the focus has to be on the end goal Mm -hmm. and not looking at do I stay and fight or do I run and come, you know, live to fight another day, as they would say. But trying to figure out what's the end goal of Mm -hmm. this has come up. What triggered me? Right. And what are we trying to get to? Right. And no, but some people do like to fight. That's true. Because they enjoy that kind of, some people like that turmoil. People live chaotic lives. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to preserve your energy and your peace of mind, yeah, no, I have to think about what's the end goal here. And when you can do that, Mm -hmm. I think it helps us to calm our own selves down. Right. um, Regardless of what you're dealing with. And I think those of us who've worked in like, um, health and human services we've talked about being at your base Mm -hmm. and as other people start to come off of their base and we start to calm down even more just because sometimes you find yourself in a conflict that you didn't 
intend to be in Mm -hmm. and now you got to help yourself and this other individual who's in this situation like how did i get here how did i let you drag me to this yes but now i'm here right so what are we about to do right so let me let me help me and by me helping me i'm showing the example of how you can you know calm your own self right and shanita you used to say this um a lot as far as like relationships were concerned and how you would give advice on dating and marriage, blah, blah, blah. And you, you, and uh, my wonderful mentors in Texas, shout out to them, Dana and Rose, used to always say you have to give up your right to be right. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that is extremely key in a conflict because even if I am right, the end, even if I am right, I just want to say that, um, even if I am right, the end goal is for peace and the end goal is for reconciliation. So if I need to go low, if I'm the one that needs to bend. Just like Obama. Heal, just right? <laughs> right. Shout out to Obama. You can sponsor right. this podcast. <laughs> you can just right. come on the podcast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so if I need to bend and yield right now and I need to go low and give up my right to be right mm-hmm. for the overall sake of solving this issue yes. and and continuing in this relationship or whatever the relationship may be then I'm willing to do that absolutely and I'm not lo- just because I'm doing that doesn't mean I'm losing who I am it doesn't mean I've lost and you used to say that all the time when you two are arguing and I'm speaking specifically about dating relationship now or, or a marital relationship you two are one and if one loses, so you, does the other. You both lose. You both lose. So it's not about win, lose, or draw. It's about the end goal of peace and living together as one. Yeah, absolutely. I can say, it, especially in in my marriage, that is one of the conflict is something very interesting that happens with my husband and I. One, because I'm looking to conserve energy at all costs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at I all really like this costs. energy conservation that oh, you're doing now. Honey, I really I like need it. it. I need it because mm-hmm. I have things to do. Um, <laughs> and my husband is looking to communicate in the most wonderful possible way possible and so this causes a conflict okay why Danita I'll tell you because (laughs) my husband wants to take time to think through every nuance Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. that's what I'm looking at that's me that's me all the way yeah and then I don't know if you do this but this is what he'll do Mm -hmm. he'll he'll take two weeks three weeks two months Mm-hmm. to think through every nuance and then double back to me oh, mm-hmm. no. mm-mm, mm-mm. to discuss mm-mm. in detail yeah these nuances yeah and i'm trying to conserve energy so i don't want to talk about <laughs> the thermostat the nuance. two month ago conversation yes. no i don't i don't want to discuss the nuances of what happened two months ago. Cause mm-hmm. I don't even remember what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> you remember, I don't because I'm trying to conserve energy. Also, he loves banter. Okay. That back and forth. He thrives on it. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a pet. It's not a petty back and forth. No, mm-hmm. it is a thorough, yes. healthy, passionate mm-hmm. discussion. Yep. He I loves enjoy that, as that, well. that intellectual, intellectually stimulating, Right. So I notice also, shout out, honey, I love you. <laughs> um, I notice also that if he and I have not had um, a conversation about something going on politically or some kind of 
intellectually stimulating conversation in a while that he will pull up a conflict, mm. pull up a, a source of conflict and want to discuss it. So with it can me. be discussed because so, y'all missed the political discussion. <laughs> exactly. Right. So he can have, because for his personality type, he needs that level, that high level back and mm-hmm. forth. And I'm looking to conserve energy. Mm-hmm. At all costs. Right. If she hasn't told y'all already. <laughs> I haven't said it already. Right. 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 And the interesting thing about my husband is, I know this about myself. When I won't go back and forth with someone, it's for one of two reasons. One, I'm going to say this. I doubt your intellect and your ability to go back and forth with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to get down in there with you. <laughs> it's down that, in the there. maturity level. Down exactly. I'm just not going to do it. I don't think you have the intellectual capacity <laughs> For this level of conversation. And so. I'm out of it. Therefore, Amen. Right. I'm out of I it. I will bow out gracefully. Mm-hmm. I'm good. And we're going to have a couple times. While I'm trying to assess. Especially if I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Where I'm trying to assess. Whether you have the intellectual capacity. To have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the point that I decide you don't. I'm good. Right. Is that bad? I don't know. Y'all no, pray. Pray no. for me. I'm just saying. No mm-hmm. I think. I think at the level of. If it's someone you don't have a close relationship with and there's really nothing to preserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of just your character and being, you know, you yeah. know, the woman and being a nice are. person. Right. 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 I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. I think it becomes a challenge though, when it's those close relationships. And yeah. this is why I don't have close relationships with people <laughs> that I do not have. Do I do not have an appreciable respect on, appreciable? for their intellect? Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> not unsaid it, but it's the truth. I don't. Oh, but listen, and it's because I grew up in a household where my family values intellect. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a problem. And my husband is very bright. He's very, very bright, very cerebral. So I don't, I cannot write him off because he's so cerebral. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yep. I find myself in these conversations with him trying to, trying to conserve energy, even though he wants to talk in depth about these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet you that would be a fly on the wall in your uh, house. Yes. Just trying to yes. see how you navigate this winding down of energy and his high level of. Yep. And he's at work all day. So by the time he comes home, <laughs> he is ready, ready to, to go. He's ready. And yes. I'm done. Yeah. We work it out. We, we get there and, and he is very understanding of my need to conserve also. I think there's something really beautiful in what was just shared because we always think conflict is like this violent, hostile, do some, you know, (laughs) get your weapons. And it's like, no, this is conflict. And it's not that aggressive, violent nature. Like, it's Mm -hmm. still a conflict. And so I don't, I just wanted to highlight that, point that out that I appreciated that that come up. Because we always think it's either like to the death or we're like, Right. Know, and yeah, there are there are spaces in between that which let us know that before we get to that mm-hmm. point of mm-hmm. like I could kill this person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that we can kind of acknowledge, recognize, make the adjustments and like Shanine just said, you know, depending upon the level of the relationship, we're gonna find ways to work through this, mm-hmm. even if there's going to be a tad bit of conflict as yes. we engage mm-hmm. one yes. another. An effort. But an effort in how we engage that individual. So I thought that that was just, that was good. So how do you and your husband and Kima handle, handle conflict? We don't get into conflict. I be trying to tell people. <laughs> I was actually going to ask that of the married women at this table, which so, will be all of you all. No, but I think my situation is a little bit different. Cause you know, I'm always telling y'all I ain't got no kids. And so it's just he and I, we've had these, you know, almost 12 years of just wow. trying to walk in relationship with one another. It's, it's funny because we know each other so well because we dated for five years before so I have known this man for a long time <laughs> and 
it's like we can kind of see each other coming off of your base. Like, so you start to creep up and it'd be like, oh, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? And we don't, and we're both very direct. And people who know my husband, they may not think that because he's very quiet. He's mm-hmm. very reserved. He's taught me a lot, a lot of times where I'm like really too talkative to just like, shut up, you know? And it's been a good thing. But no, we, we kind of watch each other coming off of base. And so we will um, kind of check in. Um, or we'll we'll fuss it out if we need to, and we have rules in our house. So we talked earlier at the beginning about how what you saw, like what kind of things mm-hmm. you saw. So because I grew up in the situations where there was lots of loud talking, lots of profanity, just mm-hmm. we do not raise our voices. And so okay. how I am in these streets is how we are at home. Even if there's conflict, there are rules to engagement. Yes, we exactly. do not raise yes. our voices at each other because what you're getting ready to do is you're going to re-injure me mm-hmm. in some kind of way. So ah, I had to be very yes. clear yes. up front that even if we ain't feeling each other, I'm a like we just could just go sit in separate corners for a second mm-hmm. and so we can have a. So that's one of our things. So when we do have um, things that arise, mm-hmm. um, I tend I'm very. Um, I don't know the words. I talk more than my husband. So when things are going on, where sometimes you know, say with men, they want to sit, they want to watch a football game or play video games, that they're trying to process and talk to themselves mm-hmm. about stuff. I'm like, hey, tap on the shoulder. Can we talk about this thing? And the thing is, he's thinking about it. He's just not talking to me about mm-hmm. it. So I'll find myself sometimes like, no, I need to talk with you about this because mm-hmm. me and my brain and my mind have already figured out how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm ready to engage with you. But then we have, are you ready to talk about this thing? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find that balance of like, it, can we talk about this thing? Because it's here. And at some point we'll need to. Um, so, yeah. So a couple different things. But mm-hmm. our biggest thing is home is we don't raise our voices. I love that. And what about this? this concept of not going to bed angry like how does that really work in a marriage like realistically or yet yeah, or well going I to bed angry in the and, I, I, yeah. I, listen listen <laughs> listen, night, listen you know they never go to bed angry i think what, i think talk, talk to me about that i think, I think it's a new <laughs> How do I go to bed? Can I get in it and roll over. Can you turn the light out when you go to sleep, please? Okay. I think early in a new marriage, there are these very novice, naive yeah. Yeah. ideals of biblically mm-hmm. things of how you handle conflict. And okay. so... Um, while scripture does say, do not let the sun go down <laughs> mm-hmm. on your wrath, right? You know, you got to dig deeper into that context. Mm-hmm. And so I remember a couple um, who would be up all night talking oh. and had to be at work at like six mm-hmm. in the morning. It's like wow. 445. 10 yeah. years ago, um, I would have done that. That's not my story. That's mm-hmm. not my story. Um, <laughs> that's not my testimony. <laughs> because of my training as a social worker, I am constantly assessing if there's conflict that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. and getting to the root of the conflict. Yes. Um, and, you know, as a, as a, so, as a social worker, counselor, just human service worker, it is healthy. You know, we teach, we learned it is healthy to talk through it. Mm-hmm. My husband has an engineering background. Talking was not his forte in conflict. Mm-hmm. He was a problem solver. Yeah. So if it was, if there was no resolution in what it is that there was a conflict about if we couldn't come to a resolution like we were you know going on about the kids Mm -hmm. you know because we dated for several years as well and we didn't really have much conflict i can remember one argument Mm -hmm. in college um you know that we had but prior to that prior to having kids we never really had a lot of conflict um we thought we were so mature. Mm-hmm. And then the kids Y'all came. did. Y'all we did. We really did. I mean, 
and considering the, y'all were you know just a little bit not much <laughs> but when the kids came there was so much conflict mm-hmm. and i just remember just kind of saying wow like we had all this time beforehand with, with no conflict mm-hmm. and now all we do is have conflict <laughs> and so going to bed angry um we would try to one of the rules that we had is that you know my husband has never cussed at me and I've never cussed at him. That's Talk great. about that. No, I've never disrespected him mm-hmm. in the heat of a conversation. I will share my opinions and share them loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the raising of the voice is so funny because I grew up in a home that had a lot of domestic violence mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. seeing it and hearing it. You know, you would think it would be a trigger for me. Right. Um, what is actually a trigger for me is like if this iPad fell off the table mm-hmm. and banged onto the floor. Hearing the sounds that pre, mm. yes, um, what's the word? That was the precursor to a physical act of yeah, violence absolutely. in my home. So hearing those sounds, I realized was a trigger, mm-hmm. but not the raising of the voice. And right. so I get very, very, very passionate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have passionate. What we, what we call <laughs> these intense moments of fellowship. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's not really arguing, but mm-hmm. just very intense moments because he's very um, strong willed and determined. And then so am I. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not one to just, I tried that in the beginning of the marriage, that false humility, whatever you like, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> Doesn't work either. Then right. you, you come out of that foolishness and you realize, who am I? Where am I? What am I supposed to be doing? And come to the best possible place of handling the conflict with the person God has sent me. Mm-hmm. This is a gift God has sent me. So mm-hmm. why would I speak any kind of way to this gift God sent me? Why would I aim to tear down his ego and make him feel emasculated? Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Because then I'm not honoring the gift. And so one of the things that I realized becoming a married woman did not abscond my relationship with my heavenly father. Yep. Right. It wasn't a, Oh, now that I'm married, I don't have to deal with him. I just got to deal with the one he mm-hmm. who's laying in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. And so because of my connection vertical, right. right it's vertical. That's yeah, vertical. That's vertical. Gotta, <laughs> I'm going up and down guys because of my connection with my heavenly father vertically, it would never allow me to just flip off at the mouth and say what it is I may have been thinking. Mm-hmm. And so, but as you know, as almost 15 years of marriage, wow. we have definitely learned awesome. some things that he needs a moment to process like conflict and things because he does not have the quick wit to, you know, throw things back. I do. Like mm-hmm. I get it honestly mm-hmm. from my father, the slick of the tongue. Right. It is there. <laughs> and you have to recognize that. I think that not that it's all or nothing with anything, but I think women need to recognize that, mm-hmm. you know, cause I can, I can, I can't outthink my husband. And I used to think that I could. I used to think I was smarter than my husband because I was so quick. Don't to all women think that? Yep. At some I just point, put, right? You're not. Okay. You're so not. Let me just, <laughs> but for a hot second, you're like, I'm smarter than him. I was like, no, he won't. Well, anyhow, I don't want to be encouraging any sort of <laughs> But I knew that I was, I was qu- quicker at my defenses or my yes. arguments or my examples. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, well, I can't think of an example. And I'm like, well, then what you, what you fussing what about? What are you talking then? about then? Right. right. And so, yeah. But I've learned that he needs a few, t- you know, he needs time to kind of yes. come up with examples so that he can really present the case that mm-hmm. he's trying to present. And then on the flip side, when he brings conflict my way, mm-hmm. see conflict that I bring to him, I've already been thinking about it for like the last two weeks. Right. So I'm locked and loaded. Locked right. and loaded. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Ready. Ready. Ready to yep. go. But when he, he brings conflict to my attention. Mm-hmm. He has recognized. I know you need a day or so to process. 
and you know we can kind of circle back mm-hmm. and so but when he brings it to my so y'all attention don't stay up for them two days no ma'am about it? Okay. i will go to sleep with my diffuser with my lavender oil and sleep like <laughs> and a baby the fan on good night <laughs> good night but um what i what i will do to continue to keep my heart submitted is that next morning i will still get up and make his coffee oh and i will still get up and put his shake ready because you know we talked about the time and i just mm-hmm. i'll be trying to save him time in the morning right <laughs> Because it's not what I want to do because I know there's unresolved conflict. But mm-hmm. as a way to keep my heart humble, yeah, I like I'm that. still going to do the things that I would normally do if mm-hmm. I woke up in enough time to help you out in the morning. Right. And that is so super important. I just got to highlight these nuggets when we hear them. Make sure y'all are hearing them at home, work, school, wherever you're listening to this. You still have an obligation to be a representative. And that's what I'm hearing from what Shanita is saying. And it does so much for those of y'all who are married, aspiring for marriage. Like the example that you set for as much burden as a husband has on his shoulders to rule and to govern. Like how we respond and act and conduct ourselves is equally as important. You are not absolved of your participation in the representation in the house. Even when they are acting like a stone cold Fool. I know she's mm-hmm. going to say fool. Mm-hmm. You like, still don't have the mm-hmm. right, right to not fully represent your part of the Lord to them. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Right. With a T. Question from the single woman over <laughs> here in the right corner. That's Meg Cohen on that, Facebook. On Facebook. That's me. Um, so from my standpoint, I have never you know, been married or had to stay up all night and work out conflict or just go to bed with the fan on it's all right to stay up all night but that's another <laughs> right so the makeup is fun <laughs> hey let's talk about that um, <laughs> let's talk about that so anyway so i'm just saying this from an outsider kind of looking in um and i will say that over the years i've come to understand that concept more and agree with that. I have been in long-term relationships before. So even though we weren't married, some of those tidbit, some tidbits of those things still apply. Here's my question. And I think in my mind, I think that I'm pretty good at being humble. And even in the moments where I know that I'm completely wrong, either I already know I'm wrong and I did it on purpose, or when you bring it to my attention, I will be like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I was wrong. Repenting and apologizing is not that for me, I think that's a strong suit. I don't, I don't, it's okay. I'm okay going low. No problem. My issue is when it's required of me, but it's not required of you. And so if I still have to represent and be, you know, you know, go humble and do all this other stuff, aren't they required to do the same thing? And I know for me, that's where a lot of conflict has come in um, with people in general, but especially in you know, serious romantic relationships, like, um, I feel like, yes, I'm expected to acknowledge where my flaws are and still love you and still represent and do that. But my problem is when the other person doesn't feel like they have to do the same thing. And I just struggle with that all just across the board, like, okay, fine. If I have to bend, I have to yield, I have to accept your perspective, I ha- whatever, cool, no problem. But when it's your turn to bend or your turn to yield, you got arthritis and can't bend. <laughs> or you can't see my perspective. And not only that, but you, you know, kind of toss it to the side. And so it does feel like this win-loser draw because you want to win. And then, you know, so if you're the winner, I'm the loser. And then then that is when my guns come out blazing. Forget the humility at this point. 
Forget it all. Forget it. Nah, because now this is war. And now I'm trying to survive and protect myself because now you're coming for me. And so I know wives, we have to do that. But don't husbands have the same responsibility? Well, I have two responses to that. When you're dealing with non long-term relationships mm-hmm. or, you know, spousal relationships, not, not them people. Right. You know, I mean, when you're dealing with regular folks, mm-hmm. the Lord is going to always require more from the mature. Okay. You know, just as I require more from my 14 year old than I do. She's not 14. Let me stop saying that. Oh, Almost 14 year old. Happy early birthday. Happy Aww. early birthday, Des, if you're listening. <laughs> um, then I would my five-year-old. Right. I can leave my almost 14 year old home for a quick moment if I need to run a few errands and, you know, Mm -hmm. but I can't do that with a five year old. Right. Right. They both equally my children. Right. Right. But there's always more responsibility required for those who are more mature. Mm -hmm. I think in those general conversations. Agreed. In the um, spousal dating relationship, I think it's important to be very, very selective and who is in that seat. Because, right, one of the things that I knew about my spouse is that I knew no matter what went on, he had his own relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and that it wasn't a just a pious relationship on paper. Okay. That it was a you know, in the trenches, trying to grow, trying to mature, mm-hmm. unprovoked by me, mm. unprovoked yes. by me. Sure. Yeah. Right. You know, I need, I, I knew that I needed someone that would need, that would have to pull me at times mm-hmm. when I needed an extra push. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that to be the other way around. Right. Me having to drag you someone to with me. To, right. Exactly. So I think it goes against our energy preservation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Energy. Too much assembly so, required. I can't. That's why it's very important to, to really get to know who, who you're courting, who mm-hmm. is in that, who is in that place mm-hmm. because they can present that they are this way with their faith and that, but when you see conflict arise Mm -hmm. and you know, it's only one person doing the repenting or apologizing, then that's going to send out some, some flags. That's going to send out some signals like, Hmm, you say this, but I have to watch your actions. Cause you can tell me all day long, you are a believer. You do this, you do this. But if I can't see your heart line up in humility, if Mm -hmm. I can't see you admit to mistakes that you're making, Mm -hmm. then you probably need to come out my courtship seat. Mm. You probably do. Yeah. So I think, you know, that that's my two cents. And this is definitely two cents. I, I found it interesting <laughs> that you were saying that that's your perspective of what about them? Because I've heard men complain so much that women don't apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like in all kinds of memes, you could find them online where you'll see waiting for a woman to apologize and in you a see skeleton, skeleton yeah. sitting on a bench, <laughs> just like shivering in the cold. Um, so I, for me, I'm more, I, I endeavor to be more intentional to apologize. My husband is very quick to apologize. Mm-hmm. Quick could be 24 hours, but just. <laughs> That's still quick. I mean, it's, it's quick. quicker than my 25. You understand what I'm saying? Right. At least you went to sleep that night, right? I, listen, I don't do that. <laughs> Yo, sleep is too precious and important. Um, but I recognize that when I do apologize to him when I'm wrong, the very few occasions when I'm wrong. Okay. Um, All right. Hashtag very few, the very few occasions when know. I'm wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> how much it builds up our relationship when I'm just, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was wrong there. It's and, and the thing is that, I mean, even now, like he still will, and we could be equally wrong, but he's so quick to apologize about something. And I'm just, but it convicts me so much. But where are, are those 
this is a whole some, other podcast. But where are those cousins. guys at? <laughs> he got some cousins, so you know. Oh, he does. We'll talk about that after off the line. podcast. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we making love connections. Don't she work? <laughs> Get at us. <laughs> But, you know, but all seriousness, going back to those those spousal relationships and those intimate relationships, if the end goal is always reconciliation, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you're arguing about. Right. And for me, that was a hard lesson to learn because, again, I grew up and learned and trained under this social work. We are going to talk about these feelings and these emotions and everything that I say to you is so important and it is so it needs to be discussed right now because mm-hmm. I'm feeling it right now and I had to realize no that's not the case right that's not the case so you have to learn when to address conflict mm-hmm. right yeah. as soon as yeah. they come through the door yeah because you've been stewing right. all day long <laughs> right. it's probably in your own juice it's probably not the best time <laughs> right to really want to address conflict mm-hmm. right if the kids are just kind of right in there that's another thing that you know we do not argue in front of our children it's very intentional now they may hear us you know get loud and crazy and raise our voice you know but it's never like an argument Mm -hmm. and we had to correct the kids we're like why are y'all arguing i'm like we ain't arguing y'all ain't seen arguing right like go have several seats (laughs) right um because what you're teaching your children is you're teaching them how a man should treat you exactly how a woman should treat them that's right and so if you don't learn how to nip that stuff in the bud and do that stuff behind closed doors or call the aunties, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, call Auntie Meg, call Auntie Akima, y'all right. come take these kids out here because we need to have a right. intense fellowship right. tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you try to exclude them from that because they don't need to be exposed to that. They don't need to really learn any of that just just yet. So, right. you know, you want to make sure that you are always looking to preserve the relationship. Right. Yeah, you absolutely. always want to preserve. And I think part of that is also focusing on the fact that every single person is made in the image and likeness of Christ. Yeah. In the image and likeness of God, right? So that's that gives me pause in what I say to my husband. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because he is made in the image and likeness of God. And yeah. I expect for him to view me the exact same way. That's right. So that gives him pause. One one of the skills that we have learned that has been incredibly helpful is mirroring back what you heard. That's a social work skill. Mm -hmm. It is just like... So what I hear you saying is... So what I hear you saying... And it feels crazy when you first start doing it, right? (laughs) So someone comes to you with a problem and they're like... um, Because... trying to think of a problem <laughs> you ate my french fries right and yeah, I that's a problem I like me. how you <laughs> ate my french fries and didn't ask for my french fries and instead of the other person saying i did not eat your french fries your french fries were nowhere near me and it's just absolutely you haven't heard a thing that person is mm-hmm. saying stopping and saying so what i hear you saying is mm-hmm. you believe that i ate your french fries and i did not ask permission is that right yeah that felt good like that Right? Calmed me just sitting here, and I'm not even in the conflict. <laughs> is, is that accurate? Good. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I want you to know is that I didn't eat your French fries. Those bag fries were mine. Those were mine <laughs> because they fell down in there, and your fries are actually in the kitchen, right, on oh. the plate that I fixed for you. Exactly. Oh, or even giving that person a chance to say, no, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you can even mirror something totally different than what they said. Right. So you ate my French fries. So what I hear you saying is that you don't like that I talk to you crazy 
What? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is you didn't ask my permission. You just took something without asking. Okay, right. that's the real problem. Right. It's not the fries. Right. It's that you feel like I violated your space. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay, so that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you violated my space. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. And for that, I'm sorry. I did sorry. not mean right. to violate your space. That was not, I ate, I did eat them fries. Yeah, I did. But yeah. it was not, my intention was not to violate your space. Right. You know, and, and I'm sorry that that's how it came off because that was not my intention. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can go on and move on with life now. Right. It's a valuable skill. It is a very valuable skill. And, I mean, again, I couldn't stress this enough. Just keeping in mind the ultimate goal Mm -hmm. is to be reconciled to the person you're having the conflict with. So if we can keep that in perspective, it will help us. It should help us to navigate better Mm -hmm. through the conflict. Because conflict is not for you to just say whatever you want to say to your husband Mm -hmm. and wife. That is... That's, that's that's yeah. such an immature response to conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, it doesn't happen. But what I'm saying is that is that is not fruitful, mm-hmm. is not productive, and you'll never really get to a resolution. Right. If you can't take the time to mirror back to make sure you're being heard. Because all mm-hmm. we want to do is be heard. Yes. And Absolutely. you don't really want to listen to the other person. Correct. So you have that's to train right. yourself. Yeah. To I'm not thinking of my response right now because I am giving my full attention to you. Mm-hmm. I will not conjure up my response to that yes. because I'm right. giving my full right. attention right. to you. And that takes practice. It takes a it lot does. of practice. Yeah. Well, you you have a lot of practice when you get married. There's a lot of yes. there's a lot of opportunity for conflict. Really? <laughs> so, oh joy. Brene <laughs> <laughs> um, Brown but says um, that people are telling themselves a story, mm. and sometimes it can be helpful for you to share. So you. Your spouse is saying something to you and you getting all worked up and and you respond by saying, okay, the story I'm telling myself right now is that you don't think I'm a good person, uh, like in my soul. Mm-hmm. That's the story I'm telling myself. That gives your spouse a chance to say, that is not what I'm saying. I think you're a wonderful person. Right. I'm irritated about this. Right. So you can back down off of that thought. Yeah. If you find that it's blocking your ability to mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. And to mm-hmm. pay attention. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So what are some good tips and tricks that we can, I mean, we've shared a lot of stuff here, but Mm -hmm. you know, if you can give the listeners one take home about success that you had in conflict, whether it be a a spouse, a parent, uh, you know, just friends, coworkers, what, you know, just one take home thing that, that you have been successful in how you have handled the conflict. Um, my, my takeaway, there's so many, but one that I'll share is this. It's important to, to deal with conflict. You cannot just move on without dealing with conflict. Um, I think people try to do that. Oh, like I'm just going to move on with my life. That thing will be like a cancer mm-hmm. in your body, in your True. mind, however you want to put it. So, you know, if you've got some outstanding conflict, you know, definitely pray and look for some space and opportunity to work on resolving it. Mm-hmm. I would say um, that sometimes what we're feeling may be valid. Sometimes it may not be valid. But at the end of the day, your heart, your mind, your opinions, your perspective is super important. Hold on to that. Regardless of whether you engage in this conflict and, quote, win, whatever, hold on to the fact that how you feel is important. Mm -hmm. Don't lose sight of that. And you don't have to defend who you are in every conflict because everything is not coming against who you are sometimes people just want to know what you're thinking how you feel or they're just giving their opinion so remember that every conflict is not an attack on your identity but who you are is important and so when you hold on to that and you enter into conflict um 
you learn, or I would say that I have learned that I don't have to bring guns blazing all the time to defend who Meg Cohen on Facebook, Meg Cohen. <laughs> I don't have to defend who Meg Cohen is every time I engage in war with you. It's okay for me to go low. It doesn't mean I'm losing out on who I am. Right. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, changing my standards. It just means that A, I understand who I am. And B, what's more important to me is the peace, you know, that surpasses all of this conflict. So that's Absolutely. my takeaway. Um, my takeaway, and it's been really good, ladies, y'all. This has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, my takeaway would be, um, I guess if I had to sum it up, I wrote down the word competition. Mm-hmm. That you that we can't approach conflict as a competition. And one way that I work to not do that is by mirroring. Okay. If I am mirroring, then I hear myself saying, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And then mm-hmm. I'm not competing with the person I'm on the other side of this fence with. Right. 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 Because I'm mirroring back and saying, I, oh, it's okay. So what I hear you saying is this. Am I, is that right? Mm-hmm. Now we're on the same side of the table. Right. And if we can stay on the same side of the table, we can work through this. But right. as soon as we face each other and we're in competition, then that that's unnecessary right. expenditure of energy. Yes, I love which that. you try to preserve. <laughs> which I Correct. try my best to preserve. Really, it, it is practicing marrying, and my motivation for practicing marrying is to not be in competition with my spouse. Mm, I love that. Well, there is nothing left to be said <laughs> on that note. <laughs> thank you guys for listening um, to this podcast today. And definitely you can um, check us out on divemedia.co. And again, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are you know rocking with us every week, we are real women with real issues and we just want to bring light to some of those things so come on and join us and um, join some of the chats that you've seen on social media Um, everyone has a seat at the table and we appreciate the feedback and the comments you guys have a great night happy holidays see ya